done it. Now Caruso runs a break. Caldwell Pope goes to the wing here. Play at the defensive end, got blown by back. Oh, yes! Hook jam! Hard step back, puts up the three, got hit, shot's good! And one! Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to, uh, oh, 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 I ain't gonna shoot it this time. Trey Ball. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am back. I know I didn't come to you all last week. I, I was gone. had a, a drill to do last week, but I'm back again. Talk about these playoffs, you know. And uh, last time I spoke to you all, uh, I, I was speaking hypothetically. Uh, if the Nuggets was going to beat the Clippers, which came to fruition and that happened. Um, so we got the Nuggets versus the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, to which the Lakers made quick work of the Nuggets. It was it was sadness, I say this, but the Lakers are going to win the NBA championship. I'm, I didn't I didn't believe this coming into the season. Didn't want to, you know. The odds they was one of the odds on favorite to win. This championship, but I didn't want this to happen. But uh, these Laker boys are going. <laughs> they on a mission. These Lakers are on a mission. They are not taking no for an answer. LeBron James is on a mission. Hell bent on getting this championship. Oh my God. <sighs> you know, I wouldn't be so upset. If my friend George wasn't so much of a Laker fan, and I know he's going to run his yap. I know he's going to run that yap to me if they win the championship. Because, oh boy, the storyline behind these behind this season for the Lakers, if they win, or when they win, I should say. Oh, my God. It's the what LeBron been posting all year, talking about the Wash King. We laughed at him for not making the playoffs last year, even though he got hurt in this 27 games. You know, they they traded all the young players. People were talking about that the young players was better than Anthony Davis. And they got a bunch of misfits on the team. They picked up J.R. Smith. They picked up Deion Waiters. You know, Danny Green has been a no-show for most part of the playoffs. You know, Dwight Howard is shenanigans, dinosaur, blue, purple, whatever he want a Dragon Ball Z character he want to imitate now it's just oh my god the storyline through all of that they found a way to make it and, and push through the playoffs and with grit and determination only taking one loss in each round only one loss going 12 and 3 in the in the playoffs so far which the Heat is doing right now or did as well but the way the, 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 the Lakers been doing it golly it's Oh, Lord, this, oh, God. LeBron James is not playing this year. And, you know, he he has, you know, if when they win this championship, he has every right to talk because we all, including myself, doubted that they would be in this position, doubted they'd be able to get it together, be able to be focused to win this championship. But they somehow managed. I mean, because you look at the circumstances they face going in, into the bubble, you know, they lost A.V. Bradley because he didn't want to participate due to uh, concerns with his son and his health uh, with COVID. Uh, Dwight Howard didn't want to go into it because he didn't believe in it. And he, I, I don't know what Dwight Howard was doing. 
Um, Rondo was hurt for the most part. And LeBron, you know, he's been the forefront of the social uh, justice movement with the NBA. And I, this is also like one of the first playoffs in a while that LeBron James hasn't went zero dark 30 on social media. He's still kind of active on social media. Just not as much, but still kind of active on social media. And he's just been on a tear. You know, he it's not the usual LeBron playoff performance we used to where he's dropping like 30 almost every game and giving us mostly triple doubles. But he's like he's been doing it for at least the most important parts of these playoffs. And A.D. has put, been putting in work. But, let man, you know, let's, let's, let's talk about the series itself because I'm, I'm already over here, you know, start to get hot flashes and start, you know, losing my mind because this is not what I predicted, you know. That my paces let me down, and the Rockets let me down, Big Y let me down. The last hope of defense was Jabal Murray and the and Nikolai Jokic and the Nuggets, and they didn't stop. The Pacers was on the East, was on the East in Conference. I really didn't expect much from them, but the rest of them teams, God, let me down. You know, the last five minutes of Game Five showed me that LeBron was really, really determined because. I mean, granted, they was already up by 12, but LeBron James scored back-to-back-to-back possessions on his own, and he it just showed, like, the grit that he just, the determination that he really want this championship. He just really want this championship because also you got to think, too, Kobe died this year, and a lot of, you know, a lot of the mindsets of these players on this team and the coach staff is showing that my mentality. I've seen it in the press conference, uh, the post-game conference where they got awarded the West Conference uh, Championship trophy. They didn't care. They said, job's not done. We ain't done yet. We ain't got to the finals yet. We ain't won the Larry O'Brien trophy yet. The job's not done. That's very similar to what Kobe Bryant was saying. You know, that's actually what got... Um, George hooked on to Kobe in the first way in the 2010 NBA Finals when Kobe won, I think, the first game, and he's like, job's not done. So I feel like they've been watching a lot of that film and been really trying to absorb it in my mentality and trying to do this for him, which would be a great way to, like, to celebrate and, you know, uh, uplift his name and the Laker legacy by winning the championship because it's the first time in a decade that the Lakers even been to the NBA Finals. Last time they was there was with Kobe Bryant when they won. And, you know, the mentality, the the leadership that LeBron James just has on this team, for them all to be so focused like this. And, God, it's just scary, man. It's scary because, you know, I didn't want this to happen. I didn't. I, I wanted to be the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. And, you know, maybe they would have beat them. But the way the Clippers was playing throughout this playoffs and, and their issues – it didn't happen. We're we, we going to get to them later. But let's talk about the Lakers still, you know. LeBron has been letting AD do most of the work this playoffs, for the most part. He even let him hit the clutch shot in game two. I, I was watching something. They were talking about how LeBron um, back in, I think it was either, yeah, it was in Cleveland, how he he said, I'd be damned if Kyrie take this last shot over me. And he now we see in LeBron James, who is able to defer you know, these last clutch moments to an Anthony Davis who hit that clutch three. Um, who was it over? I think it was over Grant. Oh, one, yeah, it was over Grant or somebody like that. And he hit that clutch three, which, I mean, I, from when, the way he was released, I knew it was going in. I didn't want it to go in. I sound like a Laker hater, don't I? 
it's really only because of my friend. I really that's the only reason why I don't like him, y'all. I really don't. I can care less about Lakers like that. I have Laker gear in my own. I have a Kobe Bryant jersey. I have an old Laker warm up that my father gave me. You know, I I have Laker gear. Y'all have no problem with it. It's just oh god, yeah. It's like I guess I mean I, I'm a Cowboys fan myself. It's like the Cowboys in the NBA. So. You just the fan base is just annoying sometimes, especially in moments like this. But back to the point, you know, LeBron's been averaging uh, in the last series twenty-seven points, ten rebounds, nine assists, and he finished the last game on triple-double with thirty-eight points, sixteen rebounds, and ten assists. While Anthony Davis, you know, been like I said, he's been doing most of the workload with the points, averaging thirty-one point two points. While only coming in on six point two rebounds. There were some games in this series where he really didn't even rebound as much, and he got to do better than that if they really want to win the championship in the next round. Um, game three, he had two rebounds. Game four, he had five rebounds. Okay, you're you're in the middle, but come on, you're Anthony Davis, you're a top five player. You you should be averaging more. Game five, he also had five rebounds. Uh, both both of them don't have a shot over fifty percent from the field. Both of them, both of them. The, the the efficiency that this team has been playing on and through these two players has been ridiculous. Uh, KCP has been showing up uh, in that series. Rondo is playing phenomenal as well. He's been a big lift for the team since he came back in the second round. Um, it, these Lakers are just man. I just I don't, don't want to. I mean, I guess, okay, I can give you, I can give them the power. They're playing good. They're playing very well, determined, very focused. Um, they look like they can win this NBA championship. You know, we'll, we'll get into the competition, but let's talk about what the Nuggets, uh, have, what, happened, what happened to the Nuggets in this past series, you know. Um, being down 3-1, I, I joked about this, I'm saying, uh, or I said that, with them being down 3-1, they probably like one, only, only, like one of the only teams ever that when being down 3-1, their odds probably go to the roof because these past two series, they've been down 3-1. But if you really look at it, though, with them being down 3-1 as constant as they have, you know, they've been playing and have played more games than anybody in this whole entire playoffs have played because they played 14 games in the last two series, um, plus this, which would have been 19 games um, on top of because they lost in game five. They played more games than anybody in the entire playoffs. Um, so they're fatigued, you know, you know, they are a young team, but even playing all these minutes, you know, Jokic and Murray are like the top two in postseason minutes this entire playoffs because of them playing those extra games. So the fatigue, you can definitely see it setting on the, on this team. And, you know, the Lakers just, I, they they were just so focused. And Dwight Howard, you know, trying to get in the head of Jokic in some of these games. Um, him and JaVale McGee over laughing at Jokic talking about Thanksgiving, you know, this messing with him and whatnot. They they just been so focused. Uh, Jamal Murray, who's been playing phenomenal throughout this playoffs, and who who has shown, you know, one of my biggest critiques of him and what one of many critiques, including his own coach, uh, was his consistency. And he's been very very consistent throughout these playoffs, which is something you know that I felt that if he wanted to be a top player. Or being that guy on that team, he needed to be more consistent. And he was definitely consistent in his playoffs. But in the last game, he got injured. He hurt his leg. Um, and he still finished with 19 points and 8 assists. Uh, but, you know, for them to win and to come back, they needed him to be there. Jokic was always that constant heartbeat. Just, you know, he, he was going to be there regardless. He was always there to keep that team in the game. And shout out to Jeremy Grant, too. Jeremy Grant... 
he's been playing phenomenal. Um, especially, you know, you see a trend when players come up on, on the end of their contracts, they start playing a little bit better. I necessarily don't. I mean, I, I can't say I necessarily don't like that because, you know, they try to get their money, but and you wish that they play like that all the time. But he's been playing very well in these playoffs and showing off. Uh, he finished with 20 points and nine rebounds in game five. Uh, like I said, this is the last year of his contract. Uh, he's planning to decline his play option. He could be worth between $14 million to $16 million now on a play on the free agency market uh, per year, I should say. Not total, but 14 to $16 million per year. Uh, so he's looking to get a good contract if he gets one uh, from any team. Uh, the Nuggets, you know... Really going to the series with the Lakers, you know, that wasn't, I mean, I may have, like, wanted them to win, but there really wasn't any expectation for this team to actually beat the Lakers. Like I said, with the way the Lakers have been playing throughout the playoffs and just the mindset this team is having, the story that goes into the Lake that, that's been going with the Lakers, like, you know, I really didn't expect them to beat them, but... They showed promise. You know, last year they lost in Game 7 in the semis. Um, this year they lost in Game 5 in the Western Conference Finals to which is probably going to be the eventual champions. This this team can possibly be in that position to win an NBA championship within the next two or three years. Like, it's, it's very, very, very much possible, like, that this team can do. You know, they all stay together. Uh, Will Barton, who is a crucial player on that team, who was a starter uh, before he uh, went out with injury, wasn't even playing this whole playoffs. You know, last year they didn't have Michael Porter Jr. Um, this year they had him, but they didn't have Will Barton. So this team they developed more. You know, you have Jokic who's going to probably turn, I think he turns 25 next year, uh, if not 26. Jamal Murray who's going to turn 24, you know, keep those guys together. Michael Porter Jr., you know, who's his, this is really his first year of playing with the team. So he's going into his to next year. You know, I mentioned Jeremy Grant. I don't know if he'll stay or not. Gary Harris still got him. Got all these players coming back. You know, eventually this team could possibly win an NBA championship. And they showed with their play, their play style, you know, Jokic is the best center in the league. He's the best center in the league. Jamal Murray continues to be consistent, continue to be that guy and play like he did throughout these playoffs. And Michael Porter Jr. keeps ascending. That's three-headed monster right there. That's 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 that they won't eventually be the team to be in the West once all these other uh, teams, you know, start to wither off and their players get old. But <sighs> these Lakers, man. But let's talk about who they got to go against. You know, let's talk about the Miami Heat. They're going against the Miami Heat because the Heat beat the Celtics uh, Sunday night in six. Um, well, this was a good series, you know, from the very first game where Ben Adebayo blocked Jason Tatum for the for the game winning dunk. You know that was. That was crazy. You know, I I, mean, I was watching that live and seeing Tatum blow by. I'm like, this man, great dunk on Bam Adebayo for the game. But Bam made him perfectly at the rim, put in, like, perfect elevation. It was a nice, clean block. Nice, clean block on on Tatum that he got on him. And from that moment on, you know, it just kind of set the tone for this, for this series because you have both teams here who are both a little bit undersized. You know, they kind of play like a – um, a like a perimeter defensive oriented team. Uh, a lot of guys that can kind of rotate and switch on players with one big solid guy down low on Celtics. It was Tice or Robert Williams for Miami. It was Bam Adebayo. Uh, sometimes they throw Solomon or Kelly Olynyk, Solomon Hill or Kelly Olynyk down there. Um, 
So you kind of have two teams that kind of similar play styles, but overall it, it came out on the team with the more heart, which was the Miami Heat, came out on top. Uh, game two, there was some issues with Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown to the game. Marcus Smart was very frustrated, and Jalen Brown tried to calm him down. The two got into it. But this is the two made amends. And for game three, when Gordon Hayward returned as well uh, from his injury, uh, the team actually won. Um, but, you know, like I said, they had more heart. The Heat had way more heart. And in game five, Tyler Harrell, Tyler Harrell's 37 points, shout out to UK, even though I'm a Louisville fan, um, led them to victories and in clutch time too. Uh, and like I've said, like this team, they, they both kind of perimeter defensive oriented, but like Miami Heat was really, really pressing on his own defense. And it was really it was shutting down the Celtics offense mostly throughout the series. It wasn't later. It wasn't until like later on in the series, like I probably would say like Game Three when they first won that the Celtics kind of like got on to the zone defense that they was doing. And even then, after that, they couldn't even really stop it. Uh, Jimmy Butler is really coming out on top on all of this, you know, from being with the Chicago Bulls to actually being traded and going to the Timberwolves, where he was with Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, and they was too soft. And that's what was the narrative around them to get in trade to Philly, which would seem to be a good situation. But he felt like they wasn't like that wasn't the right type of environment, especially after they lost um, and came to Miami. He took a chance. Many, including myself, were like, why did he go to Miami? Who's, who is in Miami? Because we thought, you know, he's probably going to go somewhere and team up with somebody. But Jimmy Butler took that chance and he's got he, he, he took a high risk. I wouldn't even say it wasn't even a high risk in his eyes because you really you look at the team already before he got down there. They had Bam Adebayo. Uh, they they was playing on they they didn't have Tom Harrell yet. They had Goran Dragic. I mean, I guess you can look at it like a high risk because really they they really didn't have much down there. They wasn't in the playoffs yet. I mean, that's the first time they was back in the playoffs and when he got down there. But it was a high risk, a high reward, and he led this team and the culture that they have down there, it, it fit him. And you can see it that all these players, you know, they love playing with each other. They love playing with each other. They all got each other's back. They still confidence within one another. Where it could be Tyler Harrell going off one night. It could be Bam Adebayo, who went off in game five or game six, who had his career high of 32 points, 14 rebounds, and five assists. It could be Duncan Robinson going off, Jimmy Butler going off. It could be Goran Dragic, who's been playing very well uh, throughout these playoffs, you know, replacing Kendrick Nunn, who hasn't been the same since returning back from this COVID um, positive test. Uh, I, wish he, I wish he could be out here shining because, you know, he he's a rookie. He he was one of the three players on the three baby coat three three baby ghosts as the Heat call him with him, Harold and Chris Silver, um, that really shined this year, especially him being all uh NBA first rookie team. I wish he was there I wish he was playing better, but Goran Josh who's who's been a fair one of my favorite players to watch since he was with Phoenix coming off the bench of Steve Nash. He's been playing phenomenal. Um this team has been very good. Eagle Dollar, too, you know, who had his career, not career high, season high points with only 15 points. But this, the points that he had in game six was very crucial. He had three back-to-back threes. Um, he had, yeah, three back-to-back, two-back threes, I should say, in game six that kind of lifted him in a moment where they was, like, kind of fighting back and, like, staying in the game against the Celtics. Um, going to Bam Adebayo uh, and talk about the coach, you know, he took responsibility for the loss in game five, but in game six, he showed up and showed out. <laughs> showed up and showed out. Where he started the series on a exclamation point with that block on Tatum, he ended it on a double, triple exclamation point, you know, in game six, leading the Heat to a championship. So, 
what does this mean for the NBA playoffs? I mean, the finals. What are we going to see here? What's at stake for both of these teams? Well, really, you know, like I said, going into the season, nobody really expected the Heat to be in this position. Some maybe because they started to play well as the season started to progress. But, like, really, initially when the season started, not many expected the Heat to be here. Lakers was one of the odds-on favorites to be here. Uh, so we are at this point now where both of these teams are in the NBA playoffs. And, you know, it would have been, you know, been cool to see if there was actually fans there. Not saying I was gonna be there, but you know, it would just be cool to see in both of those environments. But we are now in this NBA Finals. It's gonna be very interesting to see. You know, if the for the Lakers, they have everything's at stake here. You know, uh, like I said before, the storylines going into the season uh, with the loss of Kobe, uh, they have a lot of they got a lot at stake here. The Miami Heat. Don't really have much at stake here. They wasn't really expected to be here. They don't look at themselves as underdogs. Um, they have heart. They have grit. They know who they are. Uh, they played their way through through the playoffs, eliminating the number one seed team in the East in the, in the Milwaukee Bucks in five games. Um, they're sweeping my paces. Um, they 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 deserve to be here. They played hard. They have that grit. They have that grind. Uh, but I'm worried a little bit about. Their, their defense against the Lakers. Where the Lakers, where the Heat is very well defending the perimeter and have great perimeter shooting, Lakers is not known for being a perimeter shooting team. Uh, they've been shooting a little bit better in this playoffs, but that's not their main forte. You know, they got, the, got that pick and roll action with LeBron and AD going. Uh, Rondo when he's there too. Uh, and a lot of cutting back screens that they have going on for their offense. Um, how does the Heat, who's a little bit undersized compared to Lakers, how does how would that fare well for them? Um it's very interesting to see. Uh, with Bam Adebayo as a center, that 6'9", then at a power forward, they have uh, Jay Crowder, who's at 6'8", 6'7". Um, you know, the Lakers, who played against a small team in the, in the Houston Rockets, you know, in the regular season, it didn't work well for them. But then you see they made the adjustments in the playoffs and took out the Rockets in five games. So with the Heat, that would be my concern about them into this finals. Like, how would they plan on defending uh, their bigs like Andy Davis, uh, Dwight Howard, LeBron when he goes to the paint, um, JaVale McGee, uh, all those guys, you know, or maybe the Lakers might, you know, play small ball and go back to that line that they had against the Rockets. Who's no? Who's no? Um, Spolstra and the Heat, Pat Riley, you know, very familiar with, with LeBron James. Last time they was in the finals was with LeBron James. Um, there, Shaq mentioned on the TNT. I think it was I think it was after the Lakers won that they wanted they want for some reason they want the Heat more than they want the Celtics. Uh, maybe it has something to do with LeBron, you know, um, and his relationship with the Miami Heat, how he left. Um, that's a possibility, but we all gonna see how that plays out. I have the Lakers going in and winning this in six games. Um, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give Miami Heat two games because when they on fire and you know when they have, cause they have such a big heart. I'm talking about the heart so big that the little what what what, what, cart, what cartoons? I think it was Dr. Seuss when the Grinch's heart grew three times as big and it busted out the little thing that was measuring his heart. They had that big of a heart. So I we not. I'm not gonna count them out and say they're gonna get swept or gentlemen sweep like the Lakers been doing this whole time. Well, you know they might. Lakers is really determined here, but I'm not going to count out the heat like that. I'm, I'm not. 
I'm not going to count them out. After the path they went through in this playoffs and the way they've been playing and the termination and the heart and grit and grind that they've been showing, I'm not going to count them out. But I had the Lakers win this in six. Um, the Heat will come out so looking good. And it's going to make them even look even better. Because they for them for them making it to the NBA Finals without, you know, Jimmy Butler is an all-star, but he's not like your perennial top, like top 10 player to really take you there. This could be a great thing for them because it can lure a Giannis Antetokounmpo to come down there and play with the team. And they can insert him in that power forward position. You know, he could play with Bam. He could play with Jimmy. He could play with Tyler. Play with the with Goran or Kendrick Nunn if he decides to show up and play. You know, they'd be a solid team there in the East right there. So, you know, it look good for the Miami Heat if this happens. So, yeah, Lakers got this game in six. Uh, I think it'll be a fun, interesting series to see. Um, but LeBron and them boys, they are. Uh, they won the championship. I'll be y'all see me on this show in the Lakers jersey. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling y'all this now. Y'all, they won this championship. Y'all will see me on this show in the Lakers jersey. I won't bash the Lakers for a little bit. I ain't gonna say it forever. I'm gonna say a little bit. They're gonna get bashed too. Still, they could be open to criticism. Just because they win, don't mean they won't be open to criticism. But they win. I'll put on my Laker gear. I'll say LeBron. I ain't gonna say he's the goat. He still won't be the goat. But I'm gonna say he is that man. Still doesn't mean he should have won MVP. I don't know why people would argue that the MVP race is based on the play before the bubble. LeBron's been playing great, but. Not that great throughout most of the season to where he deserves MVP over Giannis, but that's not that's neither here nor there. Um, let's talk about my team, my real team. My you know people joke about how many teams I have. My real team, Indiana Pacers. Uh, some unfortunate news, some news that I figured was gonna come eventually, just based off the way they was looking like they was playing. Old Depot was looking to move in the off season. It's like. God, it's like every time we get a player, like a star player, it's like they they want to go. It was you know, I mean, I guess the last star play we had that didn't really leave was Reggie Miller. But I mean, I guess you won't count Jermaine O'Neal, but I really don't care about Jermaine O'Neal. Uh, Paul George gone. Oladipo wants to leave now too. I mean, dang, I, I saw this coming. You know, with the whole situation of how he came back and played um, and kind of was on the fence about playing in a bubble, even though he already returned for the season before the bubble even started, but he still has to think about coming back and play. It was a little bit of, it looked like a little bit of like the team was forcing him to play. You know, he, he's a free agent, not this upcoming season, <laughs> excuse me, offseason, but next season. So he's got one year left on his deal. Uh, so look, most likely there'll be a trade going on for that. Um, if we do get a trade, you know, I saw some somewhere that said, you know, Celtics are open to trade for Oladipo. Uh, if I was to have, you know, it'd be a good thing for us to, I mean, to get somebody back, you know, at least, you know, maybe a, possibly a, I know we can get a Jason Tatum, like he's probably, he's untouchable, but probably like a Jalen Brown, maybe, or I mean, if I guess Gordon Hayward, I guess it'd be worth the, I guess he went to Butler, that's in Indiana, but I don't want him to go. Who, who are we going to have now? You know, we got Miles. We got DeMontis. We got Malcolm Brogdon. You know, TJ Warren is there. But Odebo was supposed to be that guy. You know, we supposed to... Don't leave, Victor. 
make amends with, with the team and the executive. I know we just fired a coach named Miller. We still need a head coach. I don't know who it's going to be. You know, they, they want Mike D'Antoni. Maybe it's going to be him. I, Charles Bills or something. I don't know. Mark Jackson, a former Pacer, hopefully. I don't I don't know. Come back, please. Cause I don't know where where like I don't know where, where the season gonna go. It's gonna go for like for us. I don't know. I don't know where he's gonna go either. Like I don't I mean he's a he's a shooting guard, come off an injury. I like who 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 could really need him? Like where, ooh, what if we get Bradley Bill from Washington? No, it ain't gonna happen. That's an adult. And just don't. Maybe it can happen. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Hmm. Maybe you know. Nah, he ain't gonna do that. I was gonna say maybe Milwaukee. You know they need a guard, a point guard though, more specifically than a two. I need a point guard. But man, you know we can get. Nah, I don't. Nah, ain't no. Ain't no Milwaukee that we won. And I don't trade Chris Middleton. I don't want Chris Middleton. <sighs> I don't know. But it's very unfortunate news. Um, like I said, we we I saw this coming. The writing was on the wall. Just based off the way uh, he was carrying himself throughout the playoffs and the way this the the rumors and the, the conversations around him and like whether or not he wanted to play. I know Richard Jefferson mentioned this that possibly this is like a, similar to a Kawhi Leonard situation, and that's what it looks like it is now. You know, uh, we still don't have a head coach. I don't know what's going on in, in Naptown, but we need to get it together. We need to wake up. We need to get it together, y'all. Uh, speaking of leaving, you know, head coaching jobs, the Clippers. <sighs> this is something I did not see coming. I mean, I kind of did, but didn't really expect it to happen. Doc Rivers has been fired. <sighs> Doc Rivers has been fired by Steve Ballmer. Now, based off the performance this team has had in the playoffs and through the last seven seasons that Doc Rivers has been there, this is the second time he's blown three-one league with the franchise. You know, I can slightly understand why he was fired, but at the same time, I don't think it was the right thing to do. You know, um, given that this team, you know. I always said that they suffered from chemistry issues for not playing as much with each other throughout the season and acquiring players, major key players like uh, Rich Jackson or Mark Keith or Marcus Morris, I should say, throughout the regular season. Um, they didn't have enough time to build that chemistry with each other because they didn't really play as much with each other. Then, like, they was one, the Clippers won two teams, including the Lakers. But I, I guess that's just a testament to LeBron's leadership and determination to win. But they wanted two teams to that did not want to play in the bubble, uh, especially uh, when they did the pause for uh, Jake, Bl- Jacob Blake and the Kenosha Washington shooting. Uh, not, not Washington, Milwaukee, my fault, um, shooting. And they was one of the teams that elected to not play. So you have all these issues, you know, Lou Will in the strip club with Jack. Yeah, I'm in trouble, Jack. Come on now. Um, Montrezl who left for family issues. Um, Pat Beverly who left for a little bit too. It was just, it was a bunch of like you know inconsistencies going on. Paul George didn't play most of the regular season. He was out here and there. Kawhi Leonard load managing. So can't really blame Doc Rivers for this. I, I you can't because you just threw. All these pieces together, you know, you it looks on paper that it can all work well. But if you look at most teams, when they are thrown together in their first season, they do not win. I mean, I guess 
with this Lakers, you can say that they're going to win because, you know, this is going to be their first season together. LeBron and AD played. But that just goes to show LeBron James' leadership. Um, but with the inconsistency of, of all these players playing together and with the pause into in the regular season, too, I wouldn't blame all of this on Doc Rivers and make him the scapegoat. Don't necessarily agree with this. Uh, like, I, I, I would want it to all of them to come back and run it back for next season. Because after next season, you know, uh, Kawhi and Paul George, they did sign a two-plus-one deal, a play option for the, uh, third, for the third year. So you could, like, possibly lose these guys if things don't go right. Not unless, I mean, they are from L.A., but you could possibly lose these guys for all nothing because they did trade all these picks. And I guess that's why Steve Ballmer is more upset with this because he feel like he done gave up and did so much to put his team together. You know, Kawhi Leonard... Uh, really wanted this, you know, he he wanted Paul George and he made the front office, you know, trade all those picks for him. And he can't really put that on Doc Rivers. Uh, Paul George didn't show up when he'd be necessary. Kawhi Leonard wasn't there in, in game seven. Um, the chemistry issues, all these players, you know, and I guess from a leadership standpoint, you know, where Kawhi Leonard wasn't that much of a vocal leader. I guess they wanted Doc to be that leader vocally and kind of like galvanize to get them to like be on the same page. But when you have so many, you know, personalities, you know, Montrez coming up on a contract, he just won six man of the year. Um, Paul George, you know, his inconsistencies throughout the playoff and his injury throughout the regular season. Uh, like all these different players, you know, you can't really put blame all on Doc, I don't think. Um, I think, and yeah, I think too, Doc Rivers is one, is one of the reasons why they even came there in the first place. Um, so, he, I mean, Steve Ballmer even called several key players, including Kawhi and Paul George, and they, you know, they gave him their input. They didn't want Doc Rivers gone, but Steve Ballmer ultimately made the decision of saying, bump it, I'm going to fire him anyways. Um, now, I think that. Talu will be the next head coach. You know, he's already uh, he's a, was assistant coach this year, and he has experience being the head coach. He's already familiar with the system and the players. I think it'd be best for him to do that, to go with Talu to be the head coach, um, especially if they want to like keep the chemistry together and keep all these players together. You know, and kind of keep the same flow that they have. At least with Talu, you know, he's assistant coach, but he has that identity. He keeps saying Cassell there, um, and you you know you move him up to the head coaching position. I think that would be the best route for them to go. But ain't no telling where they go with that. Um, where would Doc go? I suggest he goes to Houston. I think Houston Rockets would be a great spot with him. His son is there. Um, you, if you watched him in the bubble, he was watching a lot of their games. And I know, I know mostly to support his son. But I think Houston be a great spot for Doc to go with uh, Russ and um, James Harden. You know, it's 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 kind of weird. It's going to be kind of be difficult with the roster they have because they done put all their chips into the small ball, um, small ball roster that they have, small ball team that they got. Um, and then Tony kind of set that culture. Um, and one of the things Houston talked about was like kind of doing a culture change. So if they bring in Doc Rivers, it's kind of this grit and grind defensive minded coach. And with the Rockets, you know, becoming a better defensive team, the way they've been playing, especially perimeter defensive, the uh, defensively wise, defensive wise, I think it'd be a good option for them. Um, it'd be intriguing to see how he plays within the lineup and see how he tweaks it and utilizes it and trying to optimize James Harden and Russ um, in their current years, you know. 
it'd be cool to see. Um, if not there, I'm, you know, Philly's a, is the head coaching job that many have, like, say would be a good job for anybody. You know, figuring out how to deal with Ben Simmons and Joel and B, that will be very interesting to see, especially for him being a defensive-minded coach. You know, he can hone in on that defensive uh, mindset with these players. But I think defense is not more so their problem. I think they need better offense. So I think that's why they're kind of looking at Mike D'Antoni in Philly. Um, or my day Tony might go to Indiana. Mm, who knows? Um, but I think Doc, to me, the best fit for him will be uh, in in uh, in Houston, or maybe even New Orleans. You know, and, and a young you know young team down there. That'd be very cool to see too with Zion Williamson, uh, Williamson and Bi One Fifty Bi Alonzo and them guys. See how he plays with them. But yeah. I think it was pretty unfortunate. I was shocked by that news when I got the alert about it yesterday. But, hey, it's basketball. You know, it's unpredictable, some unprecedented, unpredictable times. And it just keeps getting more unpredictable every year. So, it's a little bit short episode of Trey Ball today. You know, it's only, like I said, the conference finals that's happened as we prepare for the NBA finals tomorrow night. Lakers and six. That's my prediction. Lakers and six. Are you happy, George? You happy, all you Laker fans? Lakers and six. So, I'm done. I'm going to wallow in my water, you know, and talk about how LeBron James has proved me wrong and he's going to shut me up and win him an NBA championship this year. Even when I think he, even when I thought he wasn't. And I laughed and I mocked. Not saying I never appreciated his greatness, but I just didn't think this year would be the year. But, hey, we all get proven wrong every once in a while, right? Right. All right. So, yeah, I'm done with this episode. Peace out.